Hello and welcome to the Curve podcast. I can't even remember what we're calling these things. The Race Ride Seek podcast or something rather. Anyway, this is number, again, I don't know what number we're up to. <laughs> we're, up to a, we're up to a cracking start. Flyer. Um, flyer. We're, we're here at the virtual Curve Shed again. Um, so make yourself at home. Get comfortable. Pull up a chair. Um, we've got some nice cold beers in the fridge. Um, I'm not going to lie, I don't actually have one in front of me right now, but if I did have one, I think it would be a St. Bernardus. Um, St. Bernardus. I think they're, they're a cracking Belgian beer. Nice and strong. Definitely not a breakfast beer, that one. Anyway, so you might want a tea, a coffee, or a water. Grab whatever you need and um, Jeez, sit down and relax. Is, what are we strapping in for? <laughs> well, that's what right. What am I strapping He's, in for? You, you might have guessed the voice already. Um, joining us here in the virtual curve shed is Ryan Flint. Now, I'm not sure how we describe Ryan, the rhino himself. Um, micro, <laughs> micro, micro vlogging extraordinaire. Um, creature of the African tundra. <laughs> um, so we're joined by Ryan and um, so we've got a few things to talk about today but uh ryan's got an exciting announcement that we'll get to a little bit later we'll just we'll just leave you hanging on that one (laughs) you feel the you feel the suspense i'm excited (laughs) do you have a note so ryan thank you for joining us here in the virtual curve shed thank you for having me in this wonderful shed of curve virtualness um so, Ryan, you, you, um, I think you were one of the, the stars of the, of the indie pack. Um, now I don't really know why, <laughs> but, but <laughs> I don't know what was going on. It certainly wasn't at the front, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I know a lot of people followed you along the way and I've got some stories to share about that myself later, but yeah, tell us about. Well, I don't know, just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about your indie pack experience. Well, you know, it was a it's just it was you and Jesse, you and Sarah. Hang on a minute. Getting everyone so excited about the the spirit of pack like travel far. It was my first foray into the uh the great abyss. I'd never done anything like that at all. What was your longest I ride was, before that? I was following you guys to Adelaide. Okay, <laughs> probably. What was that? that was 800 Eight, over two days. 800 over two, yeah. So I was like, yeah, just keep replicating that every day, right? You'll be fine. But boy, was it much harder than that. Um, so going in, I think. I remember talking to you beforehand, you were going, oh yeah, I'll knock out 400 days a day, <laughs> yeah. no worries. How did, yeah. how did that pan out for you? Yeah, mentally I was kind of prepared to, to certainly give that a crack. Physically, um, yeah, the wheels fell off after the first day, unfortunately. I just, um, yeah, my knee just was horrendous. I, uh, I figured out that the pedals that we put on for my uh, bike, I thought it would be a good idea to use those walkable speed play cleats, which are actually a lot shallower than the conventional speed play, um, which meant that my saddle height was actually 
slightly higher than it should be. So I was hyperextending my knee all the time. And 450Ks into day one, it was, yeah, I was unable to pedal. Just got worse and worse. Day two was horrendous. And then I think the camera crew picked me up somewhere on the side of the road, pedaling with one leg, mumbling to myself about being attacked by spiders and all sorts of things going wrong in the, at night realizing I couldn't actually get any closer to uh, where I wanted to go this is day two was it yeah it's like <laughs> it's like these grand plans of getting to oh, what was that Norseman or something I was like yeah I'm just gonna smash it out and I'll get there and I'll chew my leg off if I have to. I'll pedal with my hands. <laughs> I got this. And I think I got 50Ks out of town and I was like, oh shit, I don't, I don't have this at all. <laughs> I can't even pedal. I'm weaving all over the side of the road and next minute I'm bivvying in a nest of spiders trying to make some new friends. And <laughs> yeah, wow, that was a good day. <laughs> so you had... Um... You had quite a big following during the the indie pack. Um, yeah, you seem to turn into a micro vlogging <laughs> specialist. I think is that what you'd call it on Instagram stories. So we had a lot of people going, um, "Wow, Ryan is hilarious. He's just lost the plot." And I think for us here, who know Ryan quite well, we thought maybe Ryan sort of operates at about. 11 out of 10 in ordinary circumstances <laughs> and maybe he just turned it up to 11.1 <laughs> but but I don't know it sounded like you were having a having a bit of fun sharing the adventure yeah I think you know sharing the adventure was part of um, kind of why why I wanted to do it in the first place as well um, it was a nice way to keep me sane if that was indeed possible whilst I was going slightly mad I was, uh, yeah, I think there were certain points where I might have had far too much um, Lucozade and ibuprofen and <laughs> other cocktails, which uh, were getting me through those those fun fun times. But um, yeah, it was just there was so much support. It really uh, it really seemed to resonate with a lot of people. You know, there's this this ordinary strange person. Um, riding his bike across a vast plane. There's huge distances involved and you know people wanted, I think the problem with the ultra distance racing is there's never really a lot of access to riders and to what's happening it's just following a dot so when everyone was gramming and there was you know you guys set up a, a race that was far more interactive than ever before so everyone I think was getting that, that kind of if they chose to interact then they were getting people um, you know coming along for the journey which is pretty cool I think it's interesting there's some people who coped really well with that and probably and might have thought it was a great idea beforehand <laughs> but then they saw what it meant in practice and and it it was actually quite hard for some people there's I know talking to talking to Mike Hall and Sarah as well, Sarah Hammond, they yeah. both seem to struggle quite a bit at times with with the uh, with the people um, who were following them. Um, you know, not I mean it's it's a great thing to have that support, but you could imagine 
finishing yeah, up, racing. Yeah, finishing up a day having been on the bike over 20 hours oh. and you've just had a big dinner and you actually need to go to the toilet. Um, and you've got a crew of 70 people riding with you. How do you how do you quietly sneak off to the side of the track to, you know, have a nature break? It's kind of difficult. Or if you're ready to bed down, how do you do that? So, yeah. Um, I think some some dealt with it better than others, and I think maybe you might have um, you might have handled it quite well. Well, you know, I kind of I'm the grand ambassador for Curve, so I've you know I've always got that in the back of my mind. <laughs> so were there? How did you? Were there any? memorable experiences out there i think we heard of the you're telling us about sleeping in a in a nest of bees or something <laughs> early on in the race did you do have you, any other do you remember any other the, misadventures uh, do you remember the honey party no the honey don't you, party don't you remember the honey party no what tell us about the that's honey that's like party. one of the best stories of the indie pack <laughs> everyone knows the honey party story it was when i had this great idea of um just carrying you know those squeezy tubes of honey oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that that stuff can power you for a whole day <laughs> one squeezy tube and loads of water and you are you're flying it's like a large gel bottle oh yeah, it is it? yeah and yeah. you just sort of slip sl slowly at it and off you go it's a magical kind <laughs> of gel and um i i kind of passed out trying to do like a Christoph day I was like right I'm going to be like Christoph today and I'm just going to ride for 800k's non-stop and yeah I rode for about 36 hours and yeah I realised I wasn't Christoph and I had this honey with me and I forgot obviously to seal it before I passed, passed out on the side of the road and um, when I woke up I was being I was being kicked by one of these grey nomads. <laughs> and a grey nomad is a person that sells up and buys one of these awesome mobile homes and just goes on a great adventure all around Australia. So they happened to cross this strange sort of scene where there was a rider asleep on the side of the road with his bike in the middle of nowhere. There's like nothing around. Where, where was this? On the Nullarbor or something? Yeah, it was yeah. on the Nullarbor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And there's there's old Rhino just having a what looks like a really wonderful sleep, covered in honey. <laughs> He's just sort of covered himself and his bike and all his equipment in honey. And there's all these creatures at this new honey party. You know, and you got you got little lizards and geckos and these giant ants that have got like pincers the size of secateurs. Oh, little birds had come down to check out what was going on. Um, and, you know, that became the honey party. And then the grey nomads obviously were there trying to get in on the action. I was like, it's no entry, man. Mm. But um, they were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm racing. I'm in a race. <laughs> Can't you tell? And they're like, this guy's batshit crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was how the honey party was born. But um, I tried to seal the... To, you know, made sure that was always closed from there on out because mm. there was a real bugger to say goodbye to all my <coughs> new, new friends and and carry on the journey. Mm. Pretty much stuck to my bike with <laughs> honey. Um, oh. <laughs> well, uh, some of the other great um, sort of moments for me were 
coming into the bigger cities you'd have a lot of support which was really cool you know and people take time off work and they pull their kids out of school um, you know and they made all these little posters up and their little photos of or drawings of little rhinos and it was like thousands of kids well not thousands probably hundreds of thousands <laughs> just lining the streets shouting rhino and they'd obviously been following on Instagram and following the dot and yeah that was that was that was lovely I was like going down the road high-fiving all these kids screaming it was yeah it was a real special moment that I've got a photo of it I put it up on Instagram uh, with all these kids uh, and and their postcards of their new African hero <laughs> which was great I think some people thought I was like in an anti-poaching movement you know and people are sending me still to this day they send me photos of like the other day there's this wild rhino running around in India trying to take out cars and they're like hey rhino look at this and like <laughs> what's your position on rhinos taking out cars in India yeah it's like oh mate are you out for a jog you know like huh and there's this guy riding around Africa. No, he's riding around America, pulling a massive rhino statue behind wow. him on a bicycle. And they're like, "Rhino, there's one of your brothers over in." It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's brilliant. But that was a pretty cool, uh, cool moment. Mm. And um, well, there were there were some great points after um, leaving Melbourne. You know, we had Mike's memorial. That was a pretty special moment. There was just so many cyclists were out you, there. Were you in Melbourne for Mike's memorial? Yeah, I made yeah. I made it to to Melbourne. I was actually in. Um, uh, I was on the Great Ocean Road, and we there was three of us. It was that guy based in Canberra, um, old old guy, real old oh, fella. He was Michael on, James. Michael James. Yeah. 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 yeah he's a he's a nice fellow. Yeah. A couple of beers with him when I went through Canberra. Oh, did you? Yeah, he's a good fella. Yeah, and we kind of really wanted to make it to the memorial, and um, Andy Books. Yep. Was also with us, and we were like, right, we're just going to try and get there. So we rode pretty much non-stop to get here for the was it the Sunday morning? Yeah, I think Maybe. it was. Yeah, and. And we did, which was great. We managed to stop at Adam Pilling's place in Geelong, and uh, he had pizzas and a place oh, to crash for us. So that was cool. And we all slept together in this tiny little bed. I was Big Spoon, and Mike was Little Baby Spoon. <laughs> it, was, it was a special moment, and another great memory. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, anyway, a couple it's buddies. Cold. It's yeah, cold. Yeah, it was it was chilly in Geelong, and. Um, you know, you got to take what you can get out there. <laughs> I think I'd lost my eagle. At, no, no, eagle was still with me. No, he was yeah. probably used as a pillow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, but it was amazing to see, like, literally, I've not seen m more riders in mm -hmm. one place before. You know, these big Amy's Grand Fondo and all those kind of things where you can't see because there's so many cyclist mm -hmm. heads. Yeah, it was just, that was incredible. And just, you know sharing that moment with with all the guys and being back at home was it was pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah it's nice nice way to to honor the man for sure so with um you mentioned your eagle yeah eggs yeah eggs so when did when did eggs come into being he was flipping burgers um or the nullable roadhouse right yeah um and i kind of staggered in one evening 
and we just struck up a conversation and he was he's like what are you up to and i was like man no it's doing this bike ride any pack and he's like oh, yeah, i have seen seen a few of you crazy munchkins out there and um you should mention we're talking about a stuffed <laughs> toy yeah a stuffed toy eagle right yeah yeah about, yeah yeah but i don't know about a foot high yeah <laughs> a wingspan of about a foot <laughs> yeah no 1.5 yeah don't, yeah you don't you want change up, yeah. upset about that yeah Sorry. so you struck up a conversation yes Sorry to i thought so, we'd, we no, needed that, some context there. he needed he needed i think he he needed his next great adventure and he needed rescuing. I think he was being paid well below minimum wage. But, <laughs> um, so I took him with me. But how it happened was there, there was no one around and I was eating breakfast by myself and I was like, what am I, what's my game plan for today? Because I used to do these game plan things yep. and I'd tell the world of Instagram what the game plan was. Mm -hmm. But I had no one to interact with on this particular day. And I saw all these stuffed toys, and you had an emu, and you had, you know, the the eagle, um, you had a kangaroo, um, you had a wombat, and what else was there? There was something else. Anyway, I got all these toys around me. I just pulled them off the shelf, <laughs> and um, I was having breakfast, and I was like, right, guys, we're just sitting down. We're gonna have go through the game plan. <laughs> I've got a few guys here that are giving me some invaluable information and then I panned across on the camera to them and it was all these stuffed toys and this big like truckers going past me going, this guy needs to be committed, he's fucking insane. So yeah, we had a vote and that was, that was the, uh, the mascot of choice. A lot of guys were like, yeah, take, take the eagle and he was kind of part of the... Um, part of that section of the the race you remember all those big um what, what the wedge tail the wedge tail yeah, yeah yeah so he was a wedge tail yeah um so what did you do where did where did eggs go eggs was strapped to the front of your bike he was strapped was to the front um and sometimes he'd do a lot of the work sit in the wind for days on end he'd just sit in the wind just you know he wouldn't even let me do a turn <laughs> So I remember, I remember when you were setting up your bike to do this race, Ryan, you had, it was like an ultralight setup, ridiculously light, you were looking at cutting back on all this stuff you're going to take. And then you fast forward to a few days into a race and you're looking for stuffed animals to take with you and eggs came on the scene. So, I mean, yeah. from, a, from a serious point of view though, I think you look at all these you know, adventures people have, you know, there's there's gargoyles, is it gargoyles on the front of ships and, you know, yeah. headpieces and all yeah. this sort of stuff. And you have, um, I remember, you know, kids when they're young, they'll take, you know, they'll, they'll take, um, they'll take a stuffed toy or something on an adventure to keep them safe or at least, yeah. you know, have, have some company. So there's got to be, yeah, I know when people go hiking and all that sort of stuff, they, you know, they'll, they'll have some sort of memento or something like that. So was it, was there some element of that, you know, to have some company? You're trying to rationalize there? my craziness. I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a bit of, bit of that and just something to interact with, you know, someone to, to share those moments of uh, deep, deep depression <laughs> and, you know, elation. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, he was, he was my best friend. And, well, he was your best friend, and where is he now? 
he escaped. <laughs> <laughs> Slash, I left the rear saddlebag so open. Yeah. So you left your rear bag open. You, you yeah. had him stuffed in the back. Oh, was it raining? It was raining oh, that okay. day. Right. And he was like, mate, I've had enough of this. There's snow coming in. We've just come over the snowy mountains. On the way into Canberra. Yeah, on the way to yeah, Canberra. Yeah. And um, I stuffed him in the bag. I was in this, uh, like, um, horrible service station for a couple of hours because the rain was so bad. And I was like, oh, I really, I didn't want to ride on that stretch of the highway. I think everyone was a bit nervous after Mike. And um, the visibility was pretty shit. But, yeah, it was serious rain came through. So... Um, put him in the bag and then carried on and then I wanted to I took this indie pack ale to Mike's memorial and had a had a beer with Mike and then all these guys were pulling in wanting to have a conversation and stuff and I was not really a, in the conversation kind of mood so I tried to make a quick exit and I forgot to do up my bag and so yeah. everything came out my battery packs clothes oh, no. eagle and I was like man I'm so fast I'm flying <laughs> and I got to Seb Dunn's place because Beth and Seb put me up in Canberra and he's like dude your bag's open I was like oh is it and I didn't even think eagle was lost at that stage because he's usually on the front and then realized I'd lost the little guy and then it became a manhunt. Like, I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but <laughs> there were police from New South Wales and Canberra spending time on a missing person. Because, would you believe some of the big, like, um, detective inspectors and, you know, some high-profile... High dudes in the police force were uh, you know they were, took a special interest in this obviously the police force is um, like crest is an eagle right and okay. so and they were like you know it was a really nice story yeah. we've got guys coming up and down the highway all the personal. time it's personal for them yeah for them it was like man we've got to get the eagle back you know rhino and eagle um, it's just a natural order of things and Right now, he's out there probably being sodomized by a possum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, maybe maybe someone's managed to find him though, because I, I was out there, I rode the section from Adam, Adam Inaby through to yeah. Sydney with Sarah, Sarah over Easter a couple of weeks after you would have gone through. And it well, might have been, I think when I was riding that particular stretch, it could have been... Oh, maybe it was, uh, it could have been Easter Saturday. Oh, yeah. And I came across a four-wheel drive and a woman jumped out of the car because we still had trackers on, jumped out of the car and said, um, oh, hey, how are you going? You know, good luck with the rest of your ride. Uh, we've just been out looking for eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, just, you've been looking for eggs and, and eggs didn't trigger for me. Uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't really know that it was, this is the eagle. And I'm like, eggs? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ryan's, you know, Ryan, eggs, eggs, of course. <laughs> you don't eats, know eggs. Mate. And she said, yeah, yeah, we've been out since sunrise. I said, well, who, who's been out? She said, well, we had 12 cars out since first light looking for eggs. 12. And so there were 12 cars. I probably 
I probably boost up the number every time I told the story. So we're up to 12 now. Don't let the um, truth get in the way of a good story, mate. They were out patrolling the Monaro Highway looking for oh, eggs. That's um, awesome. So who knows? Maybe someone's found themselves a souvenir. But I don't right. know. We've the the audience for this podcast is is massive. Um, mm. So I don't know. We, there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's several billion people listening <laughs> right now. So hey guys, so if you a find chance. a wedge tail. <laughs> He's yeah. got a few stories. Yeah. Um, answers to the name of <laughs> Answers to the name of Eags. <laughs> Just get in touch with us and we'll, we'll, we'll pass him on yeah. to, to the rhino. Reward given. Mm. But you're, you're, a, you're a new Australian citizen as well, aren't you, rhino? Recent, recent Australian uh, citizen? What's the, what's the deal there? Because the, the hook is I, I thought maybe, you know, as, a, as a, you know, someone who hasn't lived in Australia forever yeah this would be a nice this would have been an interesting way to see Australia um, yeah it, oh it certainly was a great way to I mean that's why I love cycling really is the, the fact that you can see so much of a country what's that Ali Day Ali D was saying like you know how, how long do you need to spend in the country before you really know it but also you know being able to do it by bike and really experience all that a country has to offer mm. yeah but yeah i'm well i'm a resident but the legislation's changed on how many years you have to be in the country as a as a resident oh, okay. before you can become a citizen, citizen. so i've yeah. been here for 5 years now yeah. Yeah. but only like 1 year as a resident so i've got another 4 years Save 3 time. years to, <laughs> to do before i get my uh, my koala bear so uh, <laughs> Well, maybe that's what's happened with the with eggs. Maybe you get it back. At, maybe you get it back at yeah, uh, holding at it the ransom. ceremony. <laughs> but um, so so what? You you're a cyclist. I guess you're a you're a cyclist now. But tell us a bit about your cycling and sporting history. I've seen interesting pictures oh. stalking your Facebook profile, as yeah. I often do late at late at night. <laughs> You know, digging back to tw- 2007, liking your photos. <laughs> Over a nice, nice, nice glass of wine. Nice glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> Get into my lacra. No, I've seen some. I've Put seen some, some fascinating photos of you. You know, exiting the water. Um, yeah. Yeah, you used to go bike riding, but only between a swim and a run, um, I think. And you yeah. might have been a rugby player at some point. So, yeah, what's your... You've got a oh, your mixed always, sporting history. What's your what's your background there, Ryan? My, oh, I've played a lot of sport. A lot of sport. Um, yeah, growing up, you know, in South Africa, we you, you kind of play everything. You squash and tennis and rugby and cricket and your athletics and hockey and your hunting and fishing and bow hunting and learning how to stalk and you know out in the bush um so yeah played a lot a lot of sport played a lot of rugby and then uh fractured my neck and did nasty things to my spine and detached my shoulder and yeah kind of put an end to my uh foray into in, into that kind of sport so yeah I, I used to swim competitively and then thought why don't I give triathlon a go and I used to run track and um, cross country and I was pretty handy at that as well and cycling was kind of just a bit in the middle 
you know, and it was on a time trial bike and it was only either 20 or 40 k's or if it was like a big half or an Ironman, that would be like 90 or 180 k's. And um, yeah, so I was on the, I guess the the GB squad as a age grouper just trying to get a pro card and race triathlon but I was always injured just forever falling apart I was like made of glass <laughs> training for like multi-sport stuff's just really hard but um yeah it just was it recurring injuries or or were you collecting different ones over the years no it was the same problem like I had an anterior pelvic tilt and um the shoulder and the neck were giving me issues from back in the rugby days so yeah just the running was really difficult for me but this the cycling was you know I was, it was becoming more and more of a passion in my late teens and then um yeah when I moved to well, I moved to Australia I was 20 gee how old was I 26 yeah 26 25 26 and um yeah, it just was like mountain biking and cyclocross and um, track, like fixed gear and anything with wheels. I was like, yeah, I just love it. And that's how I met you guys, mm. you know. Well, and I mean, you're talking about injuries and pelvises. Uh, you look to be <laughs> hobbling around a little bit at the moment. Yeah, I'm on crutches at the moment, which yeah. is... So what have you done there? I fractured right? my pelvis. Um, which is a new one for me. I've not never done a pelvis before, but I how are you enjoying I it? So do not far? recommend you fracturing that part of your body. It is very painful. <laughs> yeah, the the drugs are great though. I've never been on such a, such a cocktail of wonderful opiates before. <laughs> um, yes, if uh, you had a good time then. Yeah, I'm. You know, there's Sailing. about four of you in front of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so we said uh, we said there was a bit of an announcement. So um, yeah, yeah, what's the what's oh, that, Ryan? I'm not doing race to the rock anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can still be. You'd still do it. Yeah, I pelvis. I reckon I might be right for it. I might be. Rubbish. It's three weeks away. <laughs> Jesse, do you know? Never say no. Never say never. Never say never. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's three weeks away. <laughs> I've had two weeks, you know, five weeks repair. You can fix a bone in five weeks, I think. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. You, you've broken bones before and carried on riding. Anyway, uh, the announcement. <laughs> I'm full-time with Curve. I'm, I've got skin in the game and I've uh, joined the Chevron crew. Why on earth would you do that Ryan you've come from the the glamorous life of glitzy the glitz and the glamour of of private jets and I have and rock stars yeah. and, and all that sort of thing and, and all the wonderful <laughs> and all, all the wonderful characters that characters that exist in that world that exist in that world uh, why why have you um, why have you joined the curve party I mean I've got to say we're we're yeah. absolutely over the moon over the moon to have you on board. Thanks. We're man. all in our little little team, we're all we all love bikes, cycling, we just yeah. love love I guess 
bringing giving people tools for their adventures and yeah. and helping them out with that and so you're yeah you're 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 perfect a perfect fit for that so it's it's great that you'll be able to just continue doing more of that but I don't know what's why why do you, why have you joined up on the curve squad well there's there's, there's so many um, reasons why and there weren't a lot of reasons why not to be frank I mean incredible products you know um, a great a great team you know great friends that I've got to know over the, the last four years since I've been in Melbourne um, and it was a business that I thought I could really be um, a part of but also bring something to the table that you know might have might have been lacking and um, you know I just saw an opportunity and you and Steve and Adam saw an opportunity there as well and we kind of just worked on it but yeah for me it was just like you've got you can see such wonderful potential with Curve and I thought I could really make a difference to the business and bring some of my expertise that you know was formerly in in you know business development and sales with a specific focus on aviation and private jets so I was like yeah let's do this I mean why don't you pursue your passions and you know if you're doing something you love you'll never have to work a day in your life yeah. and that's kind of where I'm at it's fantastic I remember I think you've you've been helping sell curb products for a few years now. I remember we we're at the Tour Down Under, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're over there trying to trying to help, you know, get the yeah. curve name out there. That and was two tours ago. And here's, here's Ryan doing a hell of a lot, <laughs> a lot better at selling our products than, than we could. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite embarrassing for us, but really grateful to, <laughs> really grateful for the unpaid um, sales support. Oh. But that was that was hilarious. That, yeah. I remember that. That was a couple of tours ago. You were at the, um, what's that? Um, it's where Treadley, that road where Treadley and Hey Jupiter are, and those oh, cafes. Ebenezer Place. Ebenezer, right? yeah, yeah, Ebenezer. Yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> shouting at you, going, "Jesse, this guy, I talked to him about Kirby. He wants to buy a bike. There's Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Carson. Yeah, go, go over there. Yeah, no, that was there was some great. There was, just some great days you know yeah good fun and yeah. what's uh what's coming up for you now i guess you've got to heal up and get better yeah um, but what's well, what's on the agenda you're always a man with many plans well we're, we're going to perth soon for the dunning yip 100 dwelling dwelling up <laughs> i keep calling it dunning yip i don't know why i love dunning yip dwelling up dwelling up 100 dwelling up 100 up in the perth hills yep and a bit of the, they say they do a bit of the Mawson Trail? Mundabitty Trail. Mundabitty. We're done well. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opium speaking. God damn it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mundabitty. And uh, I'm just going to be on the mic. <laughs> You're going to be emceeing. I'm going to be so. emceeing and just chatting to to a few of the, the guys there. Um, it's, it's part of the uh, cross-country mountain bike series. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty serious event. A lot of riders, there's um, some serious names that come down and race. Mm. I was talking to, yeah, one of the guys on the ride this morning I went on, he'd, 
he'd done the race. So, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a few few guys I've spoken to in the last few weeks have have done the the race, and I remember we rode past some of those trails. I think oh, we went okay. near there on the indie pack. Yeah. Some of the trails, and I did an Audax ride in Perth where we went past. Dwelling. We went past the Mount oh, Trails. Right. I almost got nailed by a logging truck shortly after I went on there. Let's just, yeah, you gotta watch let's, just logging let's just go into the mountain bike trails. But yeah, well, that should be good fun. Yeah, so Adam and I, we've we've got this new. Um, he's coming as well, and he's we've got this new prototype um, sort of gravel adventure grinder. I call it the uh, the gag, <laughs> the curve gag. You're gonna love it. Um, it's a it's a pretty serious, um, like, ex cyclocross race weapon, but now more of a, a gravel adventure bike, and cool. um, that's going to be prototyped. So it'll be interesting to see Adam race against like guys on full suspension and <laughs> going down mountain bike trails. And there's Adam on, uh, yeah, fully rigid. Um, gravel grinder. We so. do call Adam Captain Flat. Captain Flat. Um, he is famous for getting flat tyres. I think one. When we rode to Adelaide that time yeah. on the first day, I think he had eight flats on he, the first day. He did, I um, think. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so think. He's going to be he riding. Was, he was trying out um, tubeless tyres on our new G4 rims, which aren't actually tubeless ready. So. He's just such an adventurer, you know, he's a pioneer. And, you know, full credit where credit's due, you know, he goes to places that not many people would. I mean, I don't, have you seen his bowling shoes? Oh, I have. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, know if I'd want to visit the eight flats in a day place. But but anyway, so the captain's going to be over the there. Captain, the captain will be there. Fantastic. Um, and hopefully not flatting. He's going to be racing pretty hard. He's look, he looks like he's got some great form coming out of the um, Australian cyclocross season, doing really well at uh, in his Masters um, race, uh, cool. where he was uh, top top ten at least. <laughs> Could have been top five. Top five out of yeah, how many were in the race? Were there were at least ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did really well, and he came third in the the race the day after as well. So right. the bike obviously is, is going to be quite. So dwelling up's happening, good. and then what? Are, what about after that? What's yeah. Well, race to the rock. We've was got race happen, to the rock. I, I thought that was going to be my uh, my next big adventure, mm. but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I'm quietly confident that I might just appear on the start line in a magical kind of. Uh, frenzy of excitement and uh, Instagram vlogging, but maybe that won't happen. Oh, fingers crossed! Fingers crossed, we can get you there. And we've got a bit of an Asian adventure, Asian roadshow that we're we're planning, um, and we we're looking to to go across sort of October, November, um, and do a couple of rides, put on a bit of a curve roadshow, um, and and see some new some new customers and clients so that's on the agenda Great. but racing and riding wise yeah I, I really don't know right now it's taking a bit of a bit of a knock mm. Mm. oh well so hopefully you're you're back to 100% health very quickly Ryan we see you back out 
on the trails, velodromes, and <laughs> whatever, whatever else you ride. Um, anything and everything. Thanks, um, buddy. All right, so thanks for oh, thanks. beers and gears. Oh, beers and gears. Beers and gears and Wagga Wagga. Yeah, October. October. Yeah. yeah, that's always. That might. That's that always might a great event. Yeah. Combine a spirited social ride. Yeah. With alcohol. With alcohol afterwards. <laughs> Um, yeah, some great, great beers there too. I've been the last couple of years. Yeah. It's been a great, great event. Um, it's, I guess it's kind of our, more our style of event. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you finish up a ride that you've done with your mates. You've had a bit of an adventure somewhere new and you're finishing off just having a laugh over a few beers, some craft breweries getting together and yeah. having a bit of a festival. Um, and Wagga's an amazing little cycling community. Um, yeah, it's a it's a much bigger town than I thought. Um, great riding scene. Well, it's, it's it's got two names. Yeah, it's so it good. <laughs> it's so Wagga's <laughs> so good. They chucked in a second Wagga. There's even a song, isn't there? Like, yeah. don't call Wagga Wagga Wagga. <laughs> like, it's pretty serious. Yeah. Oh, they stopped at two though, so <laughs> <laughs> you could have added an extra one, I guess. But I don't know they do that. They never do three, do they? It's only no, two. No, no, yeah. no. I think they stop at two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then of course we'll be at the tour down under after yeah, that. That's TDU, yeah, TDU. We've got soon a, after. Oh, actually, we've got the Curve UK crew coming down. Oh, really? The TDU. We've got Fantastic. four guys all coming down from um, Surrey and Sussex on their curves. They're all mad curve enthusiasts. And Fantastic. They're they, our curve family. Are they joining us for the starting in Melbourne for the ride, the pilgrimage? They are doing the pilgrimage. Fantastic. They they love the part that you wrote where. No one will wait for you. (laughs) (laughs) And they loved reading uh, um, Elisa Jacobs' uh, sort of recount of of her adventure. Yeah. When we we turned a 60-minute specialist into an 800K specialist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was fantastic. Some good memories of that ride, I think. So I guess if you're you're listening and you're up for a, a ride from Melbourne to Adelaide for the the till down under we leave the weekend before the well the weekend that the till down under starts yeah. i think yeah um before it really kicks in into yeah. action during the week so um so we do a two-day ride 450 k's on day one, day one 350 on day two if we're lucky we get a tailwind this time yeah it wasn't a, wasn't a great ferocious headroom <laughs> um so if you want to join the party and you think you're up for it, just um, get in touch. Send your CV to uh, <laughs> ryan at curvecycling.com. <laughs> but um, no, that's always good fun. I guess it's all part of what we like to do, really. Try to, yeah. try to. I mean, we love we love these longer rides, and so it's good fun to, to take some people out and um, see if they like them too. It's a great way to lose friends. <laughs> but it's also a great way to solidify friendships that were going to last anyway I think but yeah that's true but anyway all right Ryan all right, we better wrap this up yeah um, and uh, they're probably on to their second beer by now yeah probably on to their second we're into four, 43 minutes jeez really bloody hell all right um, turn into cycling maven yeah I know it's crazy all right thanks for your time Ryan <laughs> thanks and, man and um, yeah we'll see you out on the trails okay that was Ryan Flynn joining us live from the virtual curve shed we're over the moon to have Ryan on board here at Curve. Uh, he's 
going to be a great addition to the team. He's actually been doing a lot of work for us over the last couple of years. Um, anyway, he can't help himself. He's yeah, he's a great guy. Um, and we look forward to seeing what he comes up with next in terms of um, adventures in his crazy life. Um, we've had so if you've got any further questions at all for Ryan, um, yeah, get in touch. And if you've got any questions about getting curved products, you can get in touch with Ryan as well. We've had a bunch of queries over the last couple of days about um, doing a podcast on bike packing and especially bike packing racing. You know the sort of equipment to take. Um, sleeping kit how to stay warm what sort of bike you need um where to sleep nutrition all that sort of stuff um so if you think that might be of interest if um if we get a few more requests we'll yeah we'll try to put something together so let us know if that might be of interest okay we'll just we'll wrap it up now so thanks for joining us here in the virtual curve shed um we'll be back again sometime soon